Thank you, Brother Mike, and good morning, friends. We greet you today from the Bethany Baptist Church and Radio Pulpit. We're grateful for God's grace and God's blessings, and I trust that uh, you enjoy the bountiful blessings of the Lord in this season. Today, let's take our Bible. We'll go to the book of Mark, chapter 4, and I trust the message will be a blessing to your heart today. Our text today is verse number 38 where the disciples come to the Lord Jesus and they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? I will take that thought today and try to preach along these lines. Does Jesus care? Does Jesus really care about me? Have you ever heard this statement? Uh, if Jesus loved me or if Jesus cared about me, why am I so sick? Why is my loved one sick? Why am I suffering financial difficulties? Why have I been laid off? Why have I lost my job? Why is my child born with uh, physical or mental problems? Uh, all, all of these and many, many other questions. Why is it? Uh, that if Jesus really loved me, if Jesus cared about me, why is it that Jesus doesn't answer the, uh, my prayers? Well, friend, uh, Tom, it was either Thomas Watson or Thomas Manton uh, that made this statement. People tend to question God's love when sickness comes more than at any other time. That They tend to question God's love more than when sickness comes, more than at any other time. So let's just look at these verses today and find out, does Jesus really care? Does Jesus, maybe you said that, maybe, maybe you've not made it uh, verbal, maybe you've not made it uh, vocal where others could hear, but in your mind or in your heart, uh, in whatever it is that you're facing, Maybe you have said, maybe you have asked the question, does Jesus really love me? Does Jesus really care about me? That's the question that the disciples said, Master, uh, don't you care? If you really love us, Lord, we're perishing. Carest thou not that we perish? And so let's look at this today and, and see what God has for us regarding the thought, does Jesus care? First of all, we find in verse number 35 that Jesus gives an order. He said, let us pass over unto the other side. Here we find that he gives an order. Now, in the Word of God, there are precepts and there are promises. And may I say, we like the promises and we embrace those promises. But can I tell you that God gives precepts and sometimes God gives directives and orders for you and I that are the children of God. In John 14 and verse 15, Jesus said, If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So he gives an order to the disciples, Let us pass over unto the other side. Uh, and again, in John 14, 23, he said, If any man love me, he will keep my words. So here we need to find this question and, and uh, answer it. The order he gives direction. May I may I ask you today? 
Has God given you a directive? Has God given you a command? Well, let me ask you, have you kept that command? Have you been obedient? So he gives an order. That, and then we find, secondly, not only the order that Jesus gives, uh, but we find their obedience. Verse number 36. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also, also with him other little ships. So here we find their obedience. You know, the songwriter wrote, Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. The disciples are obedient. They, they don't ask why. That they don't, they don't question his command, that they don't question the order, that, but they are obedient to the command. They just obey the orders that Jesus gives. We see in John 2 and verse 5, at that when Jesus was at the wedding in Cana of Galilee, he said, or Mary said, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And friend, may I say today, when he gives us a command, uh, we're not to speculate, we're, we're not to argue, but we are just to say, yes, sir. We are to be obedient. They obeyed. They were obedient. They got in the ship, and they started to the other side. Uh, may I ask you today, Finn, are you living a life of obedience, or is there some area in your life where you, you shut the door and you said, no, Jesus, you can't have that part of my life? That, that friend, you'll never go any further with God till you open the door and you yield your life to Him and that you are obedient unto the Word of God and to the, the message and the instructions and the commands uh, that He has for us. In 1 Samuel 15 and verse 22, the Bible said, To obey is better than sacrifice. Yes, we are to trust Him. And we are to obey him. So there, they were obedient to the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. But then I want us to notice in verse 37 and 38, here we see their ordeal. Notice verse 37. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. Verse 38. And there... And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillar, and they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Here is the ordeal that were, they were facing. First of all, there's the ordeal of a storm. A storm arises while they are on their journey to the other side. Not only that, but in verse 37, the Bible tells us, that the ship was now full of water. Now, it's one thing for the ship to be in the water. That's the way it's supposed to be. But it's another thing, and it's a serious matter, uh, when the water gets in the ship, and the Bible said that it was now full. Now, now notice, notice they, this, this ordeal came uh, when it was faced, when they was faced following orders given by Jesus. I mean, they they. Experienced this ordeal, they experienced this storm uh, just after he had given orders uh, by the Lord Jesus. When he had given them orders, yet they faced this storm. 
They faced a storm in the, when they were in obedience to uh, Jesus' orders. They, they were not arguing with him. They, they were not saying, why, we don't need to go over there. Uh, no, they were obedient, yet the storm came. They were obedient. Uh, the storm came when they obeyed the command of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then they faced a storm, uh, because even though there was the near presence of Jesus. You, you see, though Jesus was on board, uh, that did not keep the storm away. That did not keep the wind from raging. That did not keep, uh, my friend, them from experiencing the storm. Now, friend, listen, uh, this ordeal came, though they were his own disciples, his own hand-picked uh, disciples, yet they faced this ordeal. Now, child of God, you need to listen to this old country preacher. Listen, you say, preacher, I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm in church. I'm faithful to church. I'm, I'm experiencing a, a storm in my life. There's an ordeal going on in my life. Well, friend, they did too. That doesn't mean you're out of God's will. That, that doesn't mean that Jesus doesn't love you. No, friend, they faced this storm. They, their, their boat got full of water. In spite of the fact that they were obedient to the orders of Jesus, they faced this storm in spite of the fact uh, that, that, was, uh, that he was on board the ship there in the hind part of the ship asleep. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying here is where many believers are in this hour, and questions come in their mind. And they say, if I'm saved, why am I experiencing this? Why, why is this happening? But in Job chapter 1, verse 9, uh, Satan said regarding Job, said, Doth Job fear God for naught? In other words, there's, there's a reason. Uh, it's to his advantage that he's doing this. In other words, uh, Satan was saying, Why, the only reason Job is serving you is because you've blessed him. But my friend, that was not true. That was not true. Oh, listen, their ordeal came. And listen, child of God, just like the choir sings, even the valley is higher ground. You're going to, though you're saved, though you're right with God, though you're faithful to church and you're tired, that doesn't mean that the storm is not going to come. That doesn't mean that you're not going to have valley experiences like the choir sings a moment ago. Here, they faced the storm, and they were in dire trouble, even though they were right with God. They were obedient to the order that Jesus gave, and they were oh, and they, they experienced the storm, even though uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, their Savior, was right on board, yet they faced the storm. Friend, listen to me. I say today, uh, don't, Peter said, they get not strange concerning the fiery trials that uh, that shall try you. That's, that 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 is to say, as some let me get it. Let me back up and quote it again. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials that is to try you. That some strange things have. In other words, don't get bent out of shape. Don't start questioning God and His love. That they were there. They were obedient. They were doing what Jesus said, and yet they faced the storm. 
child of God, as you live for God in this world, uh, though you're right with God, obedient to God, you're going to face the storms during that time. So that's the ordeal that they face. But then notice their outcry in verse number 38. Master, carest thou not that we perish? In other words, they're saying, Jesus, don't you care? We're your disciples. We were obedient. We did what you said. And now the storms come. The boat's full of water. Don't you care that we are perishing? Well, may I say in that time, uh, sometimes Satan will come and he'll lie and he'll say, why? Look at that. He's asleep. He doesn't care about you. You're, you're going, this boat's going to sink. And because you obeyed him, because you were in the will of God, this boat is going to sink. Satan is a liar and the father of it. But he'll tell us oh, why Jesus doesn't care or uh, Jesus doesn't know. Uh, Jesus doesn't know about it. Why, he's asleep. He doesn't know what you're facing. And then uh, sometimes he might say, uh, Jesus is, is unable to help. Maybe he told Peter and John there, well, look at there. He's asleep, but he can't help you. You're going down. I mean, you're his disciples, and, and, and you, you think he cares, but look at him. Look at that. He, he's asleep. He doesn't care. Well, that same attitude is found in Psalm 78, verse 19. They said, can God, the children of Israel said, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Oh, child of God, may I say today, their outcry, Master, carest thou not that we perish. I remember uh, when uh, my mother, she's been in heaven now several years, uh, but I remember uh, when she uh, found out that she had cancer, and uh, we began to pray. We began to pray and ask God to intervene. And for, ten, for, uh, for many years we prayed, uh, yet God uh, did not answer our prayer. Uh, but then God took her to heaven. You say, well, God didn't answer your prayer. Oh, yes, he did, but not the way I wanted it, wanted, wanted it answered. He answered it in his way and what was best for my brother. You see, he always answers prayer. Well, we do appreciate you being tuned in today. My friend, I don't know where you're walking, but just remember, standing somewhere in the shadows, you'll find Jesus, and he's there to help you. May the Lord bless you till tomorrow, in Jesus' name, amen.